0: Good morning. How are we this morning? Good? Good. I think I'm good. Well, not good as imperfect, but good as in alive and breathing <laughs> and missing the warmer weather, but that's okay. Alrighty. So I want to share with you this morning just a few thoughts on what it looks like for us to actually grow up. For us to actually grow up now, Anyone remember when they were like one? One? No? What's the youngest age you can remember being? What was that? Sixteen? Fifteen? I'm about the same as you, Chris. Three? Six? Two and a half? Three? Eight? Look, I've I've got a really, really bad memory. So a lot of what I remember has actually just been said from what mum and dad have told me, (laughs) right? Like apparently when I was either two or three, um, mum tried to put a parka on me, you know, a raincoat jacket thingy. Tried to put this on me and I didn't want to wear it. It was apparently pouring with rain we were at my nan's and uh, I threw the biggest tantrum ever and it was that point she realised she was never going to get me to do something I didn't want to do. I was like two or three. I don't recall doing this, right? Apparently I did, but I don't recall doing it. I do recall playing school, at school, I remember playing Kiss Chasey. And that was not at 16 or 15. That was like at five, five or six. And d- before you realise that boys have germs, right? I remember doing that. I remember getting picked on in grades two and three, Vaguely, I remember having um this girl I think her name was Emily, but the the name hasn't really stuck with me, but I do remember constantly getting called many, many names, being told I was fat, and also being picked on by my surname because my surname um, was Irvine, which is fine until you then get urine and I was jelly urine and a number of other variations of that I remember getting into high school and thinking the only way I would ever actually have any success any way of continuing to grow up and feel like that I was fitting in with people um, I had to just flirt and make sure I had all the boys attention at least it worked but <laughs> I, um, I remember doing this constantly um to the point where I went through um a a best friend's group you know how where if you go out with one person and then you go out with their best friend it's a no-no well I did three in a row like I did one and then a month later I went out with his best friend like there was a group of three I went out with all three of them in a row um I have no idea how poor Brett, Julian and Raymond are doing anymore, but they were a great group of guys and they didn't hate me or each other. They just figured, oh, well, she's moved from one to the next, whatever. That was year eight, right? I was, what, 13, 14 years old. Um, yeah. Did I grow up well? Probably not in some ways. Physically, I'm growing out rather than up been doing that for a while now <laughs> um, but it 's interesting when we think about what it means to grow up we We look at our our babies when they 're really little they 're first born if you 've ever come across a newborn baby, you look at them and you 've got all these hopes, all these dreams all these these prayers and wishes and and all these things that you can picture happening for this little baby in your arms or in, in someone else's arms that you're looking at and drooling over potentially. And then that child, whether it was you or somebody else, whether it was your own child or somebody else, you look at that child and then all of a sudden you see once they hit two or three or four and they come across another child... It's around about the same age, and they both want the same toy. What happens? They often fight. Yep. Because they like to actually have what they want. And so they learn to stick up for themselves, which is a good thing. But they also need to learn to share, which is a harder thing, particularly when you're only two or three. And when, if we're not shown the right ways to do this, we end up wanting everything absolutely for ourselves. And we don't necessarily grow up the best way that we can. And so you can come across a few adults now that are not all that good at sharing, right? A few adults out there that aren't great at sharing, in fact, there's probably a few of us at times where we don't want to share ourselves and that's okay to a certain extent because often, I'll stay, <laughs> often there are things that we shouldn't be actually sharing. If you've got gastro, don't share it. It's okay to, to stay home. Our beautiful band did that last week because they were all sick. And, and Albertina said, I didn't want to share. That's a good thing. You don't want to share that, right? We've got to grow up both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it's actually one of the, it, we don't always do it well. And we will always make mistakes because not one of us is perfect, Right? not one of us is perfect we're going to make mistakes in our physical growing up um we'll make it in our emotional growing up in our decisions that we make we'll make mistakes i want to talk to you about a guy named nick now you might have heard of nick before nicodemus i just want to share this reading with you from john chapter 3 it's in the passion translation um I just want to share these words with you and then we're going to talk about what it looks like for us to grow up and be reborn. Now there was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus or in our case I'm just going to call him Nick because it's easier right who was part of a sect called the Pharisees and a member of the Jewish ruling council. One night, he discreetly came to Jesus and said, Master, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one performs the miraculous signs that you do unless God's power is with him. Now, Nick obviously knows a bit about Jesus. And he's actually accepting that what Jesus is doing is because of God. Now, he hasn't necessarily been watching Jesus grow up jesus was born we've just celebrated that we're still celebrating that because our christmas trees are upright so we can keep celebrating christmas all year because that's all about jesus anyway but he he hasn't necessarily watched jesus grow up because he was out in bethlehem and then back over in nazareth and he was just this kid that would have grown up he went to the temple when he was 12 and then the next people hear about him is when he's 30 So we have a whole bunch of stuff that we don't hear about Jesus physically growing up or emotionally or spiritually. And yet here's Nicodemus going to Jesus fairly early on in his ministry and says, we know you are a teacher from God for no one performs the miraculous signs that you do unless God's power is with him. So Nicodemus at least has learned a bit about God and is now hearing And watching Jesus. So Jesus answers Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can perceive God's kingdom realm, they must first experience a rebirth. Nicodemus said, Rebirth? How can a grey haired man or woman be reborn? It's impossible for a man to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. Now, I just want to pause there for a moment. For those of you who are visual people, I know there's a couple of us out there at least, picture someone, my son, for example, who is now at least six foot two, being reborn physically now. Now, he was my biggest child. He was nine pound. I'm really grateful that that can't happen again like that. Right? So, Nick... Nicodemus here is automatically thinking in the normal physical realm. He's automatically thinking, well, for you to be reborn, I know vaguely about the birth process. I know that they get pushed out. They don't just slide on out, they get pushed out, takes a fair bit of effort. And and you know, this this child comes at the end, and so that's how they're born. So to be reborn, I have to do the same thing, right? has to be pushed back out i have to have that whole experience again and jesus answers i speak an eternal truth unless you are born of water and spirit wind you will never enter god's kingdom realm for the natural realm can only give birth to things that are natural but the spiritual realm gives birth to supernatural life So Jesus automatically tries to help Nicodemus go from thinking physical, newborn baby, and the birth process, to thinking way outside of what most of us ever really think. Way beyond what most of us ever really think. We don't often think of the spiritual or the supernatural. The Jewish people were a fair bit better at it than what we are. But even then, he's sitting there going, I'm not sure about this. You're saying that this has to be done in the spiritual realm. Jesus then goes on to say, you shouldn't be amazed at my statement. Now you can imagine Jesus actually saying this to someone and and them sitting there going, Huh? You're talking about a spiritual life? What what what? I just wanna chat to you and you're all of a sudden talking about rebirth and a whole new spiritual life and 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 water and spirit. What are you talking about, Jesus? Look, I'm quite perplexed. Is my brain going there? And, he, and Jesus obviously picks up on it because he says, "You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You all must be born from above, for the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is with the hearts of those who are spirit born." And so Nicodemus is still quite confused because he turns around and he says, "I don't understand. What do you mean?" How does this happen? So he's still trying to stay in just the physical realm. He's picturing all these people that he knows, including himself, that's grown up physically. He's possibly even picturing them in their emotional state, knowing that they've gone from not wanting to share to eventually learning to share, etc., etc. And here it is, Nicodemus, who's one of the key teachers and leaders of the Jewish people going i don't understand what do you mean how does this happen now i don't know about you but i actually love that because it means i can ask questions of god too right it means when i don't get it i can sit there and go god what are you talking about are you serious i'm not sure if i get this I love the fact that Nicodemus asks this. Now, Jesus does reprimand him a little bit. He does tell him off to a certain extent. He says, Nicodemus, aren't you a respected teacher in Israel, and yet you don't understand this revelation? I think Jesus is a bit hard on him right now. I speak eternal truths about things I know, things that I've seen and experienced, and still you don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to understand and believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? No one has risen into the heavenly realm except, for, except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. So Jesus automatically goes into this, this whole further spiritual kingdom heaven experience and Nicodemus is still trying to get his head around how someone can physically be reborn, right? Let alone spiritually be reborn. So I sort of feel a bit sorry for Nick right now because I feel like I would have done the exact same thing. In fact, I probably would have been worse. But Jesus then goes on to say, and just as Moses in the desert lifted up the brass replica of a snake on a pole for all the people to see and be healed, so the Son of Man is ready to be lifted up, so that those who truly believe in him will not perish, but be given eternal life. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one And only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. John 3.16 God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its saviour and rescue it. So Jesus goes on to then say, actually, for you to have a rebirth, it's not about you. It's about me. It's about you following me. It's me being the son of man, being lifted up and filling in the gap of what needed to happen for humanity. So he goes beyond this whole spiritual birth, what's this going to look like, to then saying actually the only way you're going to be able to be reborn, the only way you can have this growing up experience in relationship to Jesus is to actually accept him in the first place and then to follow his teachings. Can you imagine sitting there listening to Jesus explain that, This is how much God loved the world, not just the Jewish people. How much God loved the world that He sent His one and only unique Son as a gift. Most people were still trying to wrap their head around whether Jesus was that person. Is He the one that's actually been sent in the first place? Remember, it's 30 years since He was born, He's hidden effectively almost for 30 years. My memory's not great. I struggle to remember what I did yesterday. So from 30 years ago, knowing that this big star came up and that these shepherds heard from angels and this virgin gave birth to a baby, you forget about that. I mean, it would have been important. It would have been in the back of the minds of many people. But unless you see it every day, you're going to forget about it, right? You're not going to keep thinking about it. He was called Emmanuel, God with us called jesus and here it is that we sit there and we question what this whole rebirth this growing up even looks like and so when we think about what it looks like to grow up we go to second corinthians chapter five down to verse 17 and it's a fairly well-known one again if you're thinking about A new year, new time, new person. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So, although I can't remember a lot of my childhood, doesn't mean it was traumatic, it just means that I suck at remembering things, um, I know that a lot of the things that I did were not helpful I know I gave my parents heart attacks most of the time. I know that they put down rules and I constantly broke them. I know they told me that I wasn't meant to have a boyfriend and what did I do sneak out and see my boyfriend? Constantly. I know that there was a whole bunch of stuff that as I was growing up was not actually helpful. And so when I actually met Jesus, some of those things changed instantly. Not everything, but some. So the thought of actually breaking my parents' rules pretty much went out the window. I didn't sneak out to see the boyfriend anymore. In fact, at that time, I didn't actually have one, but, you know, still would try and see some somewhere along the way. I stopped doing that. I instantly realised that a lot of what I used to say was not helpful. So although it didn't change instantly and, and all the foul language that I used to use didn't stop immediately, the knowledge of using it was very, very clear and made me want to stop. You see, when all things vanish all the old things vanish everything can become fresh and new For those who have been following the fa- the fires through facebook or the news or wherever you'll know that some of the bushland that was burnt a couple of months ago is showing this new life now i'm not saying the bushfires should have happened we're not going to get into a debate or a discussion about that at all But I do know that fire helps bring about regeneration and rebirth. So although it's horrible and and I don't like to see it, it's actually still bringing about this new birth. And what that says to me is it's painful, it can hurt. We don't like having to deal with a lot of this stuff, right? There's a lot of things that we look at and go, I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to look back at this history. I don't want to know about this. It's painful. I don't want to do that. It can feel like this whole burning and, and horrible erase of all our, our history and our, our sin can hurt us. And yet if we don't deal with that, if we don't actually start to hand over all those things to God, then we don't get to grow up spiritually, let alone physically or emotionally. You see, we need to actually discover that God wants us to grow up by listening to him through the Bible, through prayer, through talking with other Christians. He wants us to be actually able to feed on his word. So not just picking up the Bible maybe once a week. I don't know about you, but I can't live physically eating once a week although maybe i should that would help me lose the weight that i've gained but we we are meant to eat three meals a day possibly not the size that we often eat but we are meant to eat three meals a day that's meant to sustain us and yet sometimes we think that just listening to god's word or opening up the bible once a week is enough it's not spiritually we struggle because of that We need to be feeding on the Word of God, the Bible. Now, some of us don't like picking up books and reading them. We're not big book readers. Get the audio Bible. Listen to a podcast from a Christian person. Watch a TED Talk, whatever. It doesn't matter how you do it. The fact is we need to be feeding ourselves what Jesus says, not what other people think, because we're not perfect, remember? But what Jesus says you see we need to start over and often the whole New Year's resolutions come and we want to change this and do that etc etc but in fact Jesus gives us the chance to start anew every day each new day brings new beginnings and I don't know the last time that you actually chose to start the day new and different I want to challenge you to do that tomorrow. If you don't normally wake up in the morning and thank God for a new day, do that. If you don't normally wake up and, and spend two minutes looking at a Bible passage or a Bible verse, then do that. Whatever it is that's going to help you in some way to connect with God tomorrow, listen to a Christian song, whatever it is, kick off your day with Jesus first and you'll find that your brain your emotional state your physical state your spiritual state will start to be reborn more and more it is so important for us to figure out what it is that Jesus is saying to each and every one of us and he wants us to grow up He wants us to keep taking steps towards him because as soon as we stop, we're not going anywhere and we effectively end up going backwards because everyone else keeps going forward. So he wants us to keep connecting with him. He wants us to be in fellowship together, both in larger and smaller groups. He wants us to be reading his word. He wants us to be talking to him, but he also wants us to be listening to him prayer is as much about listening as it is about talking and so start over each and every day with the fact that if you are enfolded into christ he has made you an entirely new person all that's related to the old has vanished behold everything is fresh and new We're going to have a chance to listen to a song together and as we do that you might want to ask God to continue to work on you it might be the first time you've ever asked him and that's okay because this is a chance for us to to start new again right here right now it may be that you did this five years ago 10 years ago 50 years ago it doesn't matter it's a chance for us to start new each and every day for us to continue to grow up and not be stunted.